Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest here at Operation Basketball actually is a player, was the number one overall pick in the NBA draft back in 1988, also an all-star at that level. He was a national champion at Kansas as a player, but he grew up here in North Carolina. He's now in year six as the head coach of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Danny Manning, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. You had knee replacement in May. And as you sent me a really classy email, I was picturing you sending it from your hospital bed. So give us a physical update. And with that in mind, could you still beat any other ACC head coach in a one-on-one -on -one basketball game? Um, physical nature of where I'm at, my status, my leg is still attached. That's about, <laughs> that's about what I can tell you. All right. um, it's still a process. I'm still in the rehab mode. Uh, but it's getting better. The good thing for me is I don't have to play. I'm not trying to play. <laughs> I have no aspirations of getting out there and doing anything like that. Um, as far as playing any other ACC coaches, I'm not getting out there running around anymore. Those days are long gone. I enjoyed them. They were fun. They were wonderful. But uh, I, I'm okay with not playing anymore. My money is still on you for the record, at least whenever you feel less hobbled. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. As an <laughs> ACC head coach, when you look around an event like this, uh, Jim Beheim is actually the oldest head coach in the history of Division I men's basketball. Kay is over 70. Roy is approaching 70. At any point, do you start rooting for their retirements because it may crack the door open for others to enjoy more of that success? Not really. I mean, for me, those, those three guys have uh, they've been around for a while. You know, Coach Williams actually recruited me when I was in high school. Um, you know, Coach Beheim has been, been there for a while, and Coach K was starting his tenure at Duke when I was growing up. Yeah. And so those three guys have, have done a lot for ACC basketball. They've done a lot for the game of basketball in general. And when they're gone, we're going to miss them. Uh, but they, you know, those are the type of, of individuals that, that make our sport special, that make our league special, that make this game special. And, um, you know, there's going to come a time when they're going to get tired of it and, and hang it up. Um, but, you know, those three have been really successful and, and done great things. Danny Manning is joining us. He took the Deeks to the NCAA tournament in 2017. That was the program's first bid since 2010. This year, for those who may forget, Brandon Childress, Sean D. Brown, and other veteran guards are back as they enter the 2019-2020 season. I know you're probably tunnel vision with your Deeks right now. But given that you are in that elite class, you were the number one overall NBA pick. And there's a guy from our neighborhood, in air quotes, named Zion Williamson, who just became, joined your club, so to speak. What would your advice or counsel be to him as he jumps to the next level? Well, I think immerse yourself in your teammates, immerse yourself in the community, and enjoy it. Because it's not going to last long, and no matter how long you play. It's not going to last long. You know, I was fortunate and blessed to play 15 years in the NBA, and it went by really quickly. And um, at some point in time, it's going to come to an end. And regardless of how it comes to an end or when it comes, you just got to make that adjustment and, and move on. And so, you know, I've had a chance to get to, to meet Zion and, and had some brief conversations with him. He seems like he's, he's headed in the right direction. He has a great understanding. And he's playing for an organization. When you talk about David Griffin, you talk about Alvin Gentry that, that understand big picture. And they're going to put him in situations where he can be successful. But, you know, understand that it's, it's a short career regardless of how long it is. And you've got to maximize it and you've got to enjoy it and uh, do whatever you can to prolong it. 
Danny Manning is joining us on the David Glenn Show. He, ac he actually got to hang out at least for a little while with Chris Paul not long ago in Winston-Salem. He is joining us here on the David Glenn Show. Fun follow on Twitter. He is at Coach D. Manning. Given the debate among fans and media about your future last spring, I, I get the sense from your other visits on our show over the years that stuff just bounces off of you for the most part. Paint the bigger picture for us. Is it like hard for your family? Uh, they're humans. I mean, they have to hear some of the noise, right? How does that stuff work in your world or even if you want to share for you personally? Uh, David, I've been very fortunate and very blessed. My lifestyle ain't going to change. You know, I enjoy teaching the game of basketball. I enjoy helping young people grow and develop and helping prepare them. Um, so, you know, that's, you know I, I worked hard to put myself in this situation. Um, knee replacement is probably one of the reasons that I'm here, to be honest with you. But yet and still, you know, it, it is what it is. For 15 years, I was a professional athlete. And you could lose your job. You could, that's, that was part of it. And you can't worry about things you can't control. And um, that's where I'm at with it. Because you played this game and because you were a superstar at Kansas where I imagine that university got a lot more value out of Danny Manning than you got in the form of room, board, tuition, and whatever the circumstances were in the 1980s. What is your point of view as a guy who stood on both sides of this fence, the name-image-likeness debate? The California law would allow third-party money not pay for play university to athlete um you know the deal the ncaa enjoys the free market you as a coach enjoys the free market the players right now do not get the full enjoyment of the free market um what are your thoughts when you see these proposals and envision the future i i am glad to see the proposal i think it it, it brings a different type of conversation into play it means that we're evolving it means that we're growing and um i, I don't know what the answer is but, I mean, don't, for people, they need to understand, don't get it twisted. There's a huge value in what they're being provided right now in terms of a chance to go to a, a higher institute of learning and, and, and grow and develop and leave there with a degree if you want. So there's, there's a lot of value there, too. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, Absolutely, right? absolutely. But, you know, the value to me is, you know, when you look at being able to use your likeness, you know, I, I think that I don't think it can be done on an individual basis. I think it's going to have to be all the money's going to go in this area and everybody's going to get a certain percentage of the pool. I think that that way would work. I, I don't know if you can do it on an individual basis if it would work. Um, just because I think there's so much other gray area in those situations that would make it difficult um, for a lot of different programs at that point and, and leagues and, and things of that nature. As you sit here at our table, you got some cool duds with, of course, the Wake Forest logo. Everybody who's a basketball fan, probably in the world, associates with your program guys like Tim Duncan and Chris Paul. I, I don't know how often you talk or ever see Tim Duncan. He's more of a kind of low-key dude. But Chris Paul did stop at Wake Forest. Just tell us how that went and how do you share what those guys walking the earth, kind of figuratively wearing your logo, what does it mean to you in 2019? Well, anytime that we have a former player come back, it, they're always greeted with well, open arms. Um, and it's something that we just, you know, it's, we appreciate their contribution to the program. And it doesn't have to be Chris. It doesn't have to be Tim. It could be a walk-on. It could be a manager. It could be a former coach. You know, we just like having those people come back and share their love for, for 
our school, share their passion for the program. You know, it's always good when you have those guys that come back. Obviously, Tim and Chris are two guys that, um, two of the best to ever do it. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of other guys out there. When you talk about James Johnson, Farouk Alamino, Je Jeff Teague, you know, the, the John Collins, you know, the, the list goes on about the different guys that have been able to come through Wake and move on to that professional level. And we don't even talk about the guys that are playing overseas. So anytime a former player comes back, I enjoy it. I like having them around, and I want them to continue to come back. I know the last thing that you would worry about is the, the outside observer, but I just want to share something and ask if you think I'm on the right track. In 33 years of this craziness, there are years where I felt like your team, sitting here on media day, would not have a serious chance at a run at the NCAA tournament. There are other years where I look at Brandon Childress as a senior, uh, you have your Charlotte transfer, and help me if I get any pronunciations wrong, Andrian White, mm -hmm. Shondi Brown is back as a junior guard and a quality ACC player. Sharon Wright Jr. has played some significant minutes for you at guard as well. It feels to me from the outside that at least you have a chance this year. Compared to some years, I don't know how you felt inside, it just didn't look like you had a great chance. Um, when you hear that, what is your reaction? Well, David, every time you step out on the court, you have a chance. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a competitor, and, and that's, that's the mindset that you have to have regardless of what people think you have or what you don't have. you still got to go out there on the court and compete and, and make it happen. And so I'm excited about this group. Um, yeah, we do have some seniors that have been battle-tested and have been successful at the college level um, in different ways and shapes and forms that will actually kind of be driving the boat for us. We have some upperclassmen, big guys that have got some minutes under their belt. So um, I'm excited about the season. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, this is probably the first year in quite some time where our freshmen will get a chance to hit the court. But, you know, it's, it's not a situation where I have to throw them to the wolves, so yeah. to speak. Speaking of freshmen, it feels like 99 out of 100 people, if they see a Zion Williamson turn out to be a one-and-done player, we all get it, right? Who would turn down that opportunity? Uh, you know, you, you as a Kansas guy became that number one pick in a different context. When Jalen Horde turns pro after one year in your program but then is not drafted, first or second round, is there a lesson there, or is it just whatever's right for a young guy and some guys just are going to go whether or not the NBA is knocking their door down? How does that work? Uh, it works based upon what that individual wants to do. And, and that's, that's what the deal is, you know. Um, there are a lot of situations where, uh, you know, you look at, we're talking about basketball, we're talking about guys moving on to the professional level. And every year, the number of guys that put their name in the hat and the number of names that get pulled out the hat, a lot, the numbers, are, they vary. I mean, a lot of times it's just simple math. There's 60 picks. 60. Yeah. You know, do the math. How many people are putting their name in the hat that are underclassmen, that are seniors, that are coming from overseas? And so it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. And, um, you know, a lot of these young people have a lot of confidence in themselves, and that is wonderful. Um, but sometimes I don't know how realistic it is just based upon the numbers. Yeah. It doesn't matter the individual. Just based upon the numbers alone. There are 30 guaranteed spots in the NBA each year. 30. Yeah. I played in the NBA 15 years. I don't care how nice or how good that rookie was. I'd be damned if I'm going to let you come in and take my job. Right. And guys don't understand how hard that is in itself. Um, you know, playing professional basketball is tough. You know, we talk about the NBA, but even overseas, 
going overseas, immersing yourself in a different culture, learning a different language. As a 19-year-old. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, 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 a, tough, it's, it's a tough gig. And, um, you know, for me, I stayed in college for four years, and when I got to the NBA, there were a lot of things I was still not ready for. Last thing for you. You're, you started down the road where you said, we're talking about, and then you said the word basketball. We're talking about basketball. You don't happen to have like an Allen Iverson imitation where you would say, we're talking about practice, not a game. I, I, I thought that when he said, we're talking about, I, Coach Manning, I was just no. like, he's not going to go pre He's not going to no. go AI on me, no, is he? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Do you not have one? No, I, no, I don't. All right, don't. You'll, you'll leave the clown act for me yeah, as the host? Yeah, yeah, I'll leave that alone. I'll, that's, I'll try to stay away from that. Coach, we appreciate you always answering our calls during the season. As a guy with a statewide show, I really appreciate your cooperation. Thanks for the uh, in-person visit, and good luck to the Deeks this year. Appreciate you. Thank you. You got it. Right back at you. That's Danny Manning, the sixth-year head coach of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons on Twitter at Coach D. Manning.